Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and I have an incredible guest on the episode today. You know, so often people are just really stuck. They're stuck mentally uh, in their in their thing, their thing that they're stuck in, that negative self-talk, that story that they keep believing, that broken story. And I have a, an incredible man here with me today. He is a coach. He's he's a renowned author. He's a speaker. He is um, he's a success and addiction coach, and he specializes in separating feelings from past events in a process called letting go. Jeffrey Combs started his business, Golden Mastermind Seminars, 23 years ago, and since then has coached over 12,000 clients. I am one of them. And over 60,000 one-on-one hours of those coaching uh, with those coaching clients. Jeff has published five books, including a number one on Amazon's best-selling list and has featured on social media publications, magazines, radio, Fox, ABC, CBS, and Lifetime. Jeff is available for one-on-one coaching as well as keynote speeches, podcasts, Zooms, and Facebook Lives, and you can find him at goldenmastermind.com. Welcome, Jeffrey Combs, to Visibly Fit. I am so thrilled to see you. Thank you, Wendy. It's my absolute privilege and pleasure to be here with you. I also want to edify you as a woman I had the privilege of meeting over 16 years ago. I mean, the woman you have become is amazing. You were an amazing woman then. You've become more and your your value and your service is exceptional. When I met you, you were you were right at blossom stage. You were Mm -hmm. you were in a level of maturity. You'd been through a lot of ups and downs in life, and you're really ready to step into your power. So I highly endorse you as a coach, influencer, affluencer, Christian woman, and a woman that I highly, highly respect and we're honored to be on this situation with you today. Yes. Thank you, Jeffrey. And I see my photo on your wall right behind you over in the corner. <laughs> you autographed that for me many, many years ago. So I, in my office, I call it the wall of fame and you made that wall of fame at least 10 years ago. So that's amazing. Yeah, I know it's been 16 years since uh, I worked with you and I'm just blown away at the ripple effect of, 
of that um, chance uh, coaching time and that chance meeting. Of course, there's nothing that comes to chance and God is uh, in, in her intertwined in it all. And, and he knew that I needed someone unique and someone to speak into my life in a, in a way that I would receive it. And your coaching style was what I needed at that time. And, and I remember going to your breakthroughs uh, to success event. And I'm just this, like you said, this young girl about ready to blossom, didn't have a clue, but thought I did. And you got, you hit me to the core on so many different levels, but I broke through so much so that six people at that event hired me as their health coach, because when you break through, you step into your power and you're able to um, create that ripple effect of, of doing what you're called to do. And that's what you do. And so I have to thank you so much because, because of you and your coaching style and um, uh, working with me, I've been able to help so many. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we uh, want to talk today about, cause you're, you're so good at this. I'm um, talking about um, self-talk and the story that, that maybe you're stuck in, but let's first talk about your kind of uh, beginnings. You were an addict over 33 years ago. And so you've, you've been there, you've done that. Can you share a little bit about your story first? Well, I'm from a small Midwestern town right outside of Omaha, Nebraska on the Iowa side. And I grew up in very isolated. I, my parents had me living on a farm practically my whole life, gravel road farm in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And I rode back and forth to school with my parents and I never felt like I fit in. I never ever, the entire first 18 years of my life, I never felt like I fit in. When I found drugs and alcohol, I felt like, oh my God, this is a shot of courage. This, this like, this just took the edge off that low self-esteem. And I became a drug addict, an alcoholic, pathological liar, serial cheater, thief, drug addict, drug dealer. And I mean, I ran the table. And by 31 years old, I was rock bottom. I went to jail for my drug addictions and that didn't do it either. I ended up having another 14 months of drinking once I got out of jail and eventually hit what would be my final rock bottom in Stockton, California. And I ended up in a heroin alcohol clinic, a free clinic right outside of County Hospital. And I ended up with a pair of slippers in a wheelchair and a gown, four days on Demerol. And then I spent 26 days in a 12-step program and I never used again. So that was 33 plus years ago. Wow. Praise God. I, I mean, I think about what you've come through and come from and how, if anyone says you don't get it, you don't understand. No, you do get it. You do understand you've hit rock bottom. And so I want to talk about how someone can go from there to where you are today. And of course, it's been many, many years that you've been uh, doing your practice, but having such a mindset shift and helping others to shift and see themselves as they were really created to be. How does that come about? Well, for me, the pain was great enough. It's not, the, it's not the same experience for everyone because everyone has a series of events that have shaped their feelings. So I assist people to understand that addictions are deeper than the drugs and the alcohol. Addictions are much deeper than procrastination and avoiding. I mean, if you, if you can't get your car in your garage, there's a serious issue with being overwhelmed. And so I specialize with people in understanding the neurological network of neurons that wire and fire that form our feelings. So when I say I'm an addiction coach, it's not that I don't specifically specialize in drugs and alcohol. I mean, that, that is the main topic, but I specialize in why you do what you do, because if you don't understand why you do what you do, 
then the body will run the brain, meaning that the body reacts to stimulus. So before you even know it, you're overwhelmed. You don't even know why you're overwhelmed, but you're overwhelmed because a series of events that are either repressed, which means selectively forgotten or suppressed, you know you do it, but you're not in a position to let go because you don't want to be responsible. So the ego silently suffers to hold on to a series of events that form their feelings that creates a payoff. So I assist people to really understand that. Now, the process, it's not difficult and it's not hard, it's new. But if your ego continues to say, this is difficult, this is hard, you don't understand, if you that becomes the story. The process is much simpler when broken down and understood that there's a chronology, a timeline, a series of events. And then when letting go becomes a skill, letting go is a skill, because then you can be in a space where you're always letting go. But if you're... If your self-talk says, I'm always overwhelmed, I'm always late, this never happens for me, this always happens to me, I can't find any good men, I went on one of those dating sites and all I found were what I found. And so when you communicate between your brain and your body like that, you'll attract your reality, people and situations to fulfill the feelings that are left unresolved. We have so many events that can that comprise the neurological network of neurons that wire and fire, that you're not going to address all of them in your lifetime. But if you learn to address the major ones that create the overwhelmed feelings, then your life will begin to improve. Now, there are quantum leaps where the sum is greater than whole in part, but that, that's for a person who's really willing to do the effort. Unfortunately, most people, their mouth moves and words come out, but the body doesn't follow it. There's a want, I'd like to, I'd hope, but you represent the law of the few, Wendy. You are one of the few who actually went through the process, had, had the breakdowns, went through, went through challenges in relationships, careers, and in your mid-30s, you started to really turn it around. You are one of the few. However, that doesn't mean it's in your gene pool. It's not your DNA. It's not, it's not because you're brilliant. It's because you were committed. See, yes. it's... It eliminates all of this brilliance and all of this, oh, I wasn't born in the right family. Oh, I wasn't. I mean, see, it's, it's any one of us can be the person we're capable of. Got it. You got it. That's so good. Why do you believe that it is so, uh, I'm going to use the word difficult because that's how they think it is. They think it's difficult to let go, let go of that story, that story that has defined them for so long. Why do you think that tends to be something that seems difficult? In my library, and I have... In the hundreds of books, I have only three books that really cover letting go. And one is David Hawkins, which by far is, is the benchmark of letting go. And then Guy Finley wrote a book called Letting Go. And then I have another book called Letting Go. So in, there's just very little content on it yet at all 12-step meetings, the term is let go and like God. So, and, then, and then there's prayer and there's, there's a lot of spirituality associated with letting go, but letting go is a science. If you don't understand the skill of letting go, you won't let go because your analytical egoic mind that runs your that runs your world, it's the reptilian brain that sees the lions and tigers. You'll stay in a state of 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 difficulty. You'll stay in a state where it's it's challenging, it's hard, and then you don't get what you want and you and you'll stay in you'll stay in relationships and careers based on trauma-based mind control that leads to guilt apathy, grief, and all the lower emotions that create a very low transmutational vibrational energy. And then you'll attract people in situations to fulfill those feelings. So the, the difficulty is created because of how long it goes on. 
So if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, you have an emotional tolerance to a set of feelings that you're now addicted to. Now, it's, it's challenging for most people to understand that they're addicted to disappointment. Right. And they might be in denial. Correct? Right. So, right. So, so what I teach is very unique and very few people do it. And I mean, I've taught a few people to do it and the people I teach to do it, their life changes. There's one gentleman and you and Joe D. Bianca, another gentleman I coach are two of the best clients I've ever coached who grasp the mechanism, applied it to themselves and now teach it to others. Mm-hmm. I have a few people that I've taught it to over a 23 year period, but I taught it to myself. I started with Wayne Dyer, John Bradshaw, when Bradshaw came out on PBS, Louise Hay in the eighties. I mean, I've been at this a long time. So I started to teach myself the inner, there's an inner mechanism to letting go. And once you understand that, how to unlock the lock, then letting go becomes an attitude. It becomes a skill. Most of all, it becomes a mindset because people like people ask me, to, they're like a lot of Christians ask me, aren't you worried about what's going on? As a Christian, I am concerned, but I'm not worried mm-hmm. because, because I'm not in control. God is. There you go. And so letting go means separating feelings from the events that shape them. And it, as you become as you let go of the mind-body connection to the event. So if you have asthma, there's a high probability that those allergies come from events that shape your feelings as a child. And if you have hay fever and you have eczema and all the other mind-body connections, a lot of it's going to be from trauma-based mind control, sexual abuse, physical beatings, anger in the household, Pieces of pieces of furniture getting broken, traumatization, sexual abuse. It's the events that comprise the neurological network of neurons that wire and fire. And then people don't have any clue of how to how to let go because it's not taught. It's not assimilated. I mean, you you have to really next level it. I mean, you have to be a committed, enlightened soul to really take that next step into letting go because you can go to all the big speakers, you can go to the extravaganzas, you can go to all the events but no one teaches letting go. It's contextually looks too difficult, yet fundamentally is very simple. It is. It is. And I, and I talk about releasing the emotions and you'll release the weight because typically it's about weight. And most people feed that trauma. They feed it literally with unhealthy foods, but they feed it with whatever addiction, whether it's shopping, pornography, whatever it is, right? They, they continue to feed that trauma. So um, busting free and letting go is, it, it's so simple. <laughs> you just let it go. And I know that you do a lot of breath work and breath work is so important because it changes, uh, you know, uh, uh, neurologically how our body responds and, and uh, changes, uh, you know, the vagus nerve, it affects that and stimulates it. So you start to slow down your breathing, you start to uh, de-stress and, and think a little more in the present moment when you're breathing. So let's talk a little bit about breath work in relation to the letting go piece. All right. I want to also cover something you said. So as a health coach, you understand this. I I mean, I can really tell that you would be, you would be the extreme law of the few. So if people are watching this content and they're new, I would highly endorse they coach with you because you would be in the, the one twentieth of 1%. So in context, that means you're not 1% Wendy, you're one twentieth of one. Malcolm Gladwell covers that in one of his books, Blink. And so that means you're the law of the few. So in the law of the few, it means anyone can be the law of the few, but there has to be a lot of repetition and experience. So I've been letting go for 33 years yet. However, 
letting go, there's a natural state of letting go. A lot of athletes experience letting go. Children experience letting go in breaths. Now, an athlete that plays baseball for the Minnesota Twins, and my friend Gary Gaetti once played for them, so that athlete will tap the plate with the bat. And that athlete, that athlete oftentimes will take an abdominal breath. That's the let go. So that means that the body won't stay in fight or flight. It won't be flexed or flinched. An athlete that shoots a free throw typically takes a breath and then bounces the ball in front of them, takes the breath before the shot, and then it's NBN, nothing but net. Maybe it's, Phil Mickelson that just made history. <laughs> exactly. That was a complete experience in completely silencing all criticism, mm-hmm. being in a complete vacuum, a window only that he was in. He was completely in the zone. And so that's what letting go is. Letting go is a zone space where it's like the hands-free zone. It's where it's the law of alignment where synchronicity becomes your reality, meaning that there are no accidents. So as you learn to let go, people begin to show up, situations show up. There's, a, there's an occlusal alignment. So like for me, I've been practicing this for so long that on command, a parking space will be available for me, the driver, the person I'm with in front of any restaurant. And I've seen people go drive around a parking lot and go, dude, you just missed the parking space that was for me because he was so checked out. Yeah, no, I love that, Jeffrey. And honestly, it, I, I think it's more based in fear, don't you? Well, right, anxiety. It's so anxiety, fear, and doubt is what drives the lower self. The lower self is the ego that wants to stay in the familiar. So if I've been traumatized as a child and I don't know how to let go, I'll be traumatized as a teenager. If I'm traumatized as a teenager, I'm going to be traumatized in my 20s. I'm going to, I'm going to make mistakes in my job so I can get criticized. I'm going to traumatize your children (laughs) that you raise. The cycle will continue until, until you are, until the pain is great enough. Yeah. I love that. Um, You have coached so many people from professional athletes to multi-million dollar income earners. I mean, you're just a go-to amazing coach because you've been doing it for so long, number one, but also you just really uh, can guide people through the process. I want to know who are maybe some of your greatest influencers currently? My greatest, the person that's had the most impact, the people have had the most impact on me have been Mm -hmm. books I've read. I never had a mentor and I, I, I would model myself after a few people. I mean, early in my recovery, Louise Hay unequivocally was game changing. She was, when I started to understand mind body connections, what was very interesting, a woman I dated gave me her book before I was clean and sober. And she was, I just came across this great book. Now at that point I had my, my ego was like, I'm not reading this book because I mean, this woman's a Christian and I was an atheist and she was spiritual. And I'm like, I'm agnostic. I can't read this book, but she gave me this book before I got clean and sober. And then I started to read the book in my first year of recovery. John Bradshaw was really, really instrumental for me because he was one of the first speakers that came out and covered molestation. And then Napoleon Hill was really instrumental for me because I started to understand the mastermind Alliance and and in that all that context of what it meant to really be a mastermind, one or more of like mind coming coming together. And then, I mean, I, I have a I have read in the thousands of books, but I never really had a mentor. However, in my life, I'm I worked for four millionaires. 
And the four millionaires I worked for, I picked up on different traits. One of them was my grandfather, and I wanted to be a millionaire as a child. Now, it doesn't mean the same context today. What it meant is I wanted to be able to create freedom and free enterprise on my terms and my time frame. I mean, millionaire is just a term that's glossy and shiny, but it has a different meaning to me now. I thought I thought if I had enough money, I could buy I could buy my self esteem, or Which I could, is something different, isn't right? it? It, so it has a completely different context. But the person that had the most influence on me is David Hawkins. Hmm. When I started reading Hawkins in 2007, my coaching changed because I started to understand the in context between the what power and force is. And I'd realized how much of my life I'd lived in force. So I started to understand the 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 context of what power really meant. It was non-physical. It stands alone. It requires no outside influence. Power is esteem. It's regard for self. It's being able to be self-reliant. It's being able to be, it's self-talk. There's a moving out of the term of selfish. We're so conditioned that if we do something for ourselves, it's selfish. Mm -hmm. And then guilt becomes a part of the situation. And then, so when I started reading Hawkins and I don't, I don't even read anyone, but him, because there is no one, no one can stand up to his content. It's just it's in a whole separate category. Have you ever checked out Adrian Peterson? Uh, not Adrian, uh, Jordan Peterson. Yes, I know. I know who he is. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are some great writers, but mm-hmm. Hawkins is my favorite. So I read him seven yeah. days a week. I read him this morning. He has a new book called "The Map of the Scale of Consciousness Explained." Now mm-hmm. that book was written after his death. It was a compilation, but it it really scales the scale of consciousness. When you understand. The consciousness is a scale mm-hmm. and there's, there's a way that you can test where you are in life emotionally, then your who and what you attract changes. 100%. Perfect case in point. My accountant and attorney yesterday and a commercial broker let me know that I'm, that I'm going to have to pay a tax on a property that I'm going to sell, a, a capital gains tax that my ego didn't want to make sense of it, but I understand the tax law of it now. And it doesn't even mean it's really going to happen. Now, the the analytical reptilian brain could race and go, oh my God, I'm going to have to pay this three-letter agency, all this money. Actually, it's not, it's not even like that. There's going to be a solution. And I'm going to live in a solution and address the situation one day at a time. Hold on. I want to put a pin in that because I want you just to hear what he said. He's going to live in the solution. And I think that that is such a key, Jeffrey, is that you live in the solution and not the problem. And that's what you teach people to address. And and living in the solution is the key, the key, um, because there's always a solution and God is greater and he goes before us and He's he's got our plan uh, laid out. So he, it's okay. We can let go and let God, right? So very cool. Um, I, now I have spent a couple uh, days with you and your wife um, and have, have witnessed and seen how you operate and you are incredibly disciplined. And I remember you're so disciplined, which is fantastic. And that's one of the reasons you're very successful, but you're so disciplined that even your dogs knew what time they were going to go for a walk. Um, so tell us a little bit about the power of being disciplined. And I, I've always said that the, you know, the root word of discipline is, is disciple. Really. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about discipline. Wendy, you are the best interviewer I've ever had. I mean, you are the best. I've been Thank interviewed you. by Mark Victor Hansen. I've been interviewed by, I mean, I've been interviewed by many, Brian Tracy on TV, but I must say that you are, and I, 
I know you're prepared, but I know a lot of this is in the moment because you know me. But so let's in see we're in such alignment that I was going to say the same thing that the first situation you want to, you that you allow yourself to understand is that discipline has more than one meaning. So as a child, our brain hears I'm going to discipline you. So That's we are bad. conditioned <laughs> to believe that discipline is going to be painful. Mm-hmm. So the brain associates discipline with pain. So if you're an emotional addict, you will avoid your own discipline to rebel against yourself. So that's the first situation. So if you're one of those people that you can't get your car in your garage or your closet or your drawers, your desk, your life, how unorganized is a direct reflection of where you are emotionally. The most challenging addiction to overcome is being overwhelmed and unorganized because it shows up everywhere. Heroin's easier, alcohol's easier, compulsive debting, being overwhelmed and unorganized is the most challenging addiction that I address with people. Now, I don't ever suggest that anyone do what I do because people look at me and they go, you're rigid. You're, I mean, they, they typically will say a series of names, you're OCD, you're neurotic. They have no idea who I really am, but that's their own judgment. Mm-hmm. Discipline means that you're a disciple. And I, I choose to live with a system, a routine and a method. And I don't find any of it boring. I find it liberating it's, it creates a lot of prosperity, reciprocity. It creates a lot of flow, energy moves. And it, it, there's a, people don't understand that who live in overwhelm. But if you don't have a system to succeed, you have a system to fail. And if you're an addicted winger, you will wing it right into a lot of credit card debt, being overwhelmed, poor health challenges. And you'll be standing in line at the pharmacies of the world, relegated, taking the red pill or the blue pill. And if you and so in in really breaking it down, what it means is that if you don't have discipline, you are rebelling against yourself to fulfill to fulfill the feelings of your parents or the people who traumatized you so that you can prove them right. Because if you're not disciplined, you're going to fulfill their feelings by going, you're not good enough. You got a B plus and not an A. And so the people who've been your critical advisors, what most people do is they spend their entire life proving them right. And then they stay connected with them because they're too guilty to separate themselves from them. Preach it, Jeffrey. Like, I'm just like, this is so, yes, um, because healthy boundaries will allow you to be a healthy individual. And when we don't have those healthy boundaries, even with ourself, then we show up for everybody else. And then our life is lived for them and not us and, and not on the path that we've been called to live. So I just love that. You're just, Cindy, I'm going to ask you to be a speaker yeah. at my protege writer speakers workshop. You are so Amen. good. It's exceptional. I'm in. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, what is something, cause I, I want to be very cognizant of your time and I want to use your word somehow or another unequivocally. I love that word and you use it a lot. And every time I hear that word, I think Jeffrey Combs unequivocally. The reason so what I is, use it, Wendy, is because yes? there's a few words that I teach my clients to use. So those words are superlatives exceptional because I'm a, I have a degree in radio and television and speech. So those words require a different set of inflection, which connects you with the diaphragm to say those words ah. on your tongue. There are glottals, diphthongs, and triphthongs. And to be able to enunciate a certain set of words, it requires connecting with the diaphragm. So this is what now most of society says. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which are sounds, not words. Okay. Which is an acronym. And sure, not really ever committing because they're not disciplined. So unequivocally, to it has it 
37% of how we connect with people is tone. So it unequivocally requires you to roll your tongue, connect with the diaphragm and speak into existence a superlative. Well, no wonder I love it. Unequivocally, I love that word. (laughs) So what is something, because I I think people will find, first of all, you're fascinating already, but what is something that people would find uh, fascinating about you that they don't know about you that that maybe is a a hobby or something that you enjoy or what, what is just something about you? that you'd like to share? I have a photographic memory. I mean, I remember details and facts from content that I never knew. I can on command connect with the quantum field, the quantum universe. And I've time traveled since I was a child. I've seen places I've never been and know facts and details I never knew. And I don't question how they know them. I just accept. I've also been a very skilled entrepreneur. I've created seven figures, four different ways and teach teach business skills. Being an, being an addiction coach is one component of what I do, but I'm very skilled at teaching people how to create freedom on their own terms, their own time frame. So I'm very skilled at adapting and adjusting. And if you ever dined with me, you will get the best service in the world. People know me everywhere I go, water parts, doors open. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. All right. Well, as we wrap up, Jeffrey, first of all, thank you for your time. You're amazing. You're an amazing coach, amazing human being. And I appreciate you so very much. Um, What would you say to that person that is just so stuck mentally in fear and they, they, you know, they want to break through, they, they want to have a different life, but they're, they haven't done it. What would you say to them to make that move, to turn that and, and have a pivot? What would you say to them right now so that they would do that? Well, there's three situations. First of all, they contact you. Number one, they contact me, number two, and then they learn the skill of letting go. I mean, so I mean, it's as simple as using the word commit in your language structure today. Commit is a word that's seldom ever spoken in a sentence by the American populace. People will say need to, which is future tense with no commitment. You can change the whole physiology between your brain and body with one word in one sentence. I commit to following through. I commit to not criticizing myself today. If you can commit to not criticizing yourself today, that'll be your first day of sobriety. That's awesome. And if you are committed and you are listening and you're committed to a free 20-minute session with Jeffrey Combs, go to goldenmastermind.com. And that's only if you are committed. And uh, we appreciate you so much, Jeffrey. Air hugs, brother. Air hugs. (laughs) Blessings. You can also send me a message on Facebook. That's the easiest place to find me. Awesome. There is a form on my website where they can fill out for a free 20-minute coaching session. But you can also send me a message with your phone number and I'll respond to you within 24 hours. I've coached 12,000 clients, 60,000 hours one-on-one. So coaching is a, is a skill set that I've, that I've been mastering. It's a, it's, a, it's a state of constantly improving and refining, fine-tuning for, for 23 years. And you were one of the unequivocally top 120th of 1% of the clients I've coached in a 23-year career. It's been a privilege and I owe so much to you. So thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being on Visibly Fit. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon at that, at that conference. Have a great afternoon. Right. You as well. All right. Blessings. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was an incredible interview. And I just adore this man. He has been through so much. He's the real deal. And I didn't realize that um, I 
needed a coach. I mean, coaches need coaches, right? I didn't realize I needed a coach at that stage in my life. And I definitely did. It helped push me through some uh, traumatic things in my life that I didn't realize I needed to uh, push through. I thought I had. And like I had said earlier in the interview, six people hired me from his event after I stepped into my power and stepped into uh, understanding who God created me to be and to, to stop hiding behind uh, a false, uh, just kind of everything's okay kind of mask. And one of those gentlemen, he released a hundred pounds and I actually went with him on a, um, we, we hiked up a mountain in Oregon that he, he's, he was almost 70 at the time, but he had not hiked that mountain since he was 17. And that was his big goal that he wanted to do. And I said, all right, once you hit your goal of releasing a hundred pounds, I will fly out there and we'll do that together. And I'll tell you what we did. And it was just such an incredible experience. I was so proud of him. His name is Pete. And um, I, I have Jeffrey to thank for that. And, and you think of the ripple effect that, uh, occurred with Pete and his family. And just when you step into um, who you really are and you have that mindset shift and you become all that God has created you to be, it really does create a ripple effect. So be bold, be courageous, do the work. That's all I'm saying. Do the work. Um, thank you so very much for tuning into this podcast. Please share, share with your friends, your family, and um, and subscribe, follow, and would love to have a, a rating and a review from you. And we will catch you next time on, on Visibly Fit. Thanks for tuning in. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.